It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Amy. We are two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. Okay, so today we are going to chat back and forth about Amanda Gorman, who definitely was the star of the inauguration. I love Kamala Harris. I like Joe Biden. And uh, yeah, but Amanda Gorman was the girl of the day. Um, then the other takeaway was from Biden's 2021 inauguration were the mittens that Bernie Sanders was wearing. So with his his kind of lopsided mask and his mittens, they were a meme. Like all of you, you could not escape the memes and where he was planted in different spots. You just you couldn't not see them. I loved them. The mittens were super cute, but most people thought that they were knitted, and I did too. But actually, they were made from repurposed wool sweaters. Oh wow! Yeah, the and plastic water bottles. So love that even more. Very cool. Yeah. So Jen Ellis, who made the gloves, is a 42-year-old second grade teacher um, who gave the gloves to Bernie Sanders back in 2016 when he lost the Democratic presidential nomination to Hillary Clinton. Sanders' daughter-in-law owns the preschool that Jen Ellis' daughter had attended. So she brought the gloves and asked obviously to pass them on with a a sweet note, but um, she currently now is living with her partner and their five-year-old. They lead a quiet life and then the gloves hit and like it's, it's been apparently crazy. I guess she had like 16,000 emails from people wanting to. That's awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. She doesn't do it anymore because she found she couldn't, make any money for you know her reasons but and she's got you know her regular full-time gig and then raising a daughter so obviously she doesn't have time but she has used she in the past had made the gloves to kind of clear her head and when she was kind of bummed she would go and it, I read an article where she'd turn on trash tv and make these gloves and then she would sell them but anyway she doesn't do the gloves anymore except for after the inauguration, she made three pairs. One she uh, sent to out. She the money that the gloves earned, she gave to Outright Vermont. Oh, which is an LGBTQ organization in Vermont. Um, the second pair were for Passions for Paws, which oh. is a dog rescue in Vermont. Super wow. awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah. And then the third pair, she's selling on eBay for her, her daughter's college education, which that's awesome, too. But she also partnered with Darn Tough. Have you heard of those? I've not, no. Oh, my gosh. Great socks. Oh. So Darn Tough, Vermont, they have socks, and they're doing a, a set that have the, um, the print of the gloves, and 100% of the proceeds are going to go to Vermont Food Banks. Oh, I love that. How awesome is that? So she's also put her hand in the Vermont teddy bear and said that amazing things, whatever that is, amazing things are coming of that. But the movement of generosity to benefit Vermont charities definitely runs deep with her. And her 
on her website that she created in 2021. So this has all been in the last month and a half, just oh. I'm sure since the inauguration and yeah. the gloves blowing up. But she has, if you go to generositybringsjoy.com, she has different charities on there and it shows the different things that they've been able to donate to just based on this publicity. Wow. But her quote on there, which I loved because it speaks to all of us, was if you give of yourself, not just material gifts, but your time, your goodness, your kindness, you receive joy. And I just, I love that. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, she, who knew if Bernie Sanders would wear those repurposed wool sweater gloves that were, I know, not a fashion statement, let's be truthful. But, oh my gosh, I love him for wearing those. And then that she would get 16,000 plus emails with requests for the gloves. And then just the blow up of popularity with the memes. Because people just loving Bernie Sanders for not wearing the traditional fashion right. and, you know, stuff that's super expensive, but a gift that he had been given and with a little note in it that just, you know, she had spoke her heart. So I just, I feel good, loved that. All yeah. Around. Jen Ellis and her, once again, her website, generositybringsjoy.com, have all sorts of positive stuff. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Pretty cool. As you said earlier, Amanda Gorman did steal the show on the inauguration. I was just so blown away by how her words, you know, just flowed from her mouth and her hands and so effortlessly. Just so it was weird. So beautiful. I was that that day and I remember meeting you around and I was a little annoyed that my family had already watched everything with the riots. Spent so much time in front of the TV that day and then the inauguration day, they were gonna be in front of the TV again. Right. And they were like, You have to you have to go back and watch Amanda Gorman. And I was truthfully a little annoyed that to I felt like it was kind of a waste of time. But oh my gosh. Yeah. Now I've watched it over over and over 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 and over again. And thank goodness I did. And, yeah, I totally see. And it totally made me kind of want to find out more about her because um, I hadn't I hadn't known about her. She's she's got a a pretty well, nobody did nobody did nobody but she, did. yeah. But just a background on her: she was born March seventh, nineteen ninety eight, in Los Angeles, raised by her. She's my oldest. She's my oldest in this age. Oh, same age. Oh, wow! So really young, really young. She was raised by her mother, Dr. Joan Wicks. She's got a twin sister, Gabrielle. Her mother is, is a teacher and really encouraged that love of reading and writing in her. And I was reading that, like, at a young age, she really fell in love with poetry. She saw that in, like, the Constitution and just really fell in love with that. And it's really interesting to find out, too, that she has an auditory processing disorder. So she's, yeah, she's hypersensitive to sound. She had a, she also had a speech impediment that she, you know, in childhood that she overcame. Um, I was reading that she still, at times, yeah, has issue. Right. Sometimes with it, but practices. Practices. And the quote that she said that she feels her impediment was not a crutch, rather she sees it as a gift and a strength. Love that attitude. Just so positive. Yeah, rather you know? than taking it, you know, being Eeyore and the negative, poor me, poor me, seeing it, you know, turning it around, flipping right. it around and making it a positive for her. Right, right. 
She was the youngest national uh, youth poet uh, laureate at age 19, graduate from Harvard. And she, uh, with that inauguration poem, she joined the ranks of Robert Frost and Maya Angelou. She focuses on oppression and feminism, race and um, marginalization. I just so impressed with someone so young mm -hmm. and just is such a heart for for so much. Well, I'm shocked that she's as young as she is and, and into poetry because that seems like a very mature right. genre to yeah. begin with. And then, um, yeah, just how she carried herself. That was what was so amazing to me that you, yeah, she just, like I said, I was in awe and I could watch it over and over and over again. Right, her grace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that she plans to run for 2036. <laughs> I'm like, I'll vote for you. As she alludes to in her poem, um, I just... Well, it's funny because we've talked about people being too confident. Right. Annoying. And I, I won't mention any names, but super old people that are super old people that are super cocky and right. arrogant. It just, I love that she's confident enough to say that she wants to do that. Right. But she also is not arrogant. So I, I just, I, and that's what's inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Is that combination exactly. of the confidence is so important. Right. So important. But I feel like arrogance is, yeah, we don't want to strike And that yeah, she recently was interviewed by Michelle Obama. And did you see that Michelle Obama's gonna have like a Sesame Street type of show? Oh I did not. Oh no. Don't quote me on that. But that's was, really cool. I saw on Instagram. I need to look this up, but process with her doing something for kids, which wow. I think is also that's... Tangent, a little tangent. But anyways, they uh, Michelle and Amanda were talking about that. That right now there's like a black art renaissance period uh, going on right now in, in art, fashion, music. And uh, Gordon uh, says it's exciting to get absorbed and to live in that creation. I see from other African-American artists that she looks up to. So it's interesting to see that from, from a point of view of someone that's so accomplished to me. Already. Already. Absolutely. At a young yeah. age. But that she's, that she's inspired. Well, I do wonder if that has... Anything to do with, you know, with Michelle Obama saying that, with anything to do with the Black Lives Matter. Right. That more people are trying to support Black, you know, um, indies or businesses. Right. And I wonder if they're just now finally discovering these things that they did. You know, I'm just wondering. Yeah, yeah. From the movement, if um, that didn't have something to do with maybe us discovering mm -hmm. And then I don't know, did you see her on the, did you watch the Super Bowl? She did that for um, a nurse manager from Florida and uh, Susie Dor Dorner and then a Pittsburgh-based vet and wounded warrior um, project guy named James Martin and then an L.A. educator, uh, Tremaine Davis. And it was, it was a beautiful poem, too. Just really high, just highlighting them, too. just highlighting yeah. Um, you know, is is frontliners in their own yeah. right, and what they shining some some light on those people, which now it makes me want to look up. Yeah, it was really beautiful, those. and again, she looked. I mean, she mm -hmm. looked regal almost. Yeah. Well, and I can see why she was given a modeling contract. Oh, she, which I did look up, was the same um, place as Gigi. Oh, okay. Bella Hadid, whoever those 
um, amazing myself by not knowing really who those people are. I don't are, know either. Still, yeah. I, and I, I totally think she definitely deserves a modeling contract because she's beautiful, but it appears like she's beautiful inside and out. Right. I mean, I just think her beauty shines. From, yeah. Shines exactly. with that. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, she's on the cover of Time Magazine. And she's coming out with a children's book uh, later this year called Change Sing. So I'm anxious to get Yeah, Yeah. I'm anxious to Uh, read that. She's definitely got quite the future ahead of her. I, um, you know, and just looking at different things with her, I was, I, I, once again, so with um, Claudette Colvin, I loved that her teachers had taught her about black history. And so it kind of prompted her to move. I loved that. Amanda Gorman was by her um, her teacher reading, her third grade teacher reading, uh, Ray Bradbury's Dandelion Wine in class. Oh, okay. So I, I, I just think it's a, such a good reminder that uh, not only are that teachers are so very, very important, but that you just never know what small thing you're going to do that is really going to change the life. Yeah, change inspire life. them. Uh, I also was reading that her inspiration after watching a 2013 speech by Malala, oh. and I'm not even going to try to pronounce yeah. her last name. Right. But um, those two just great faces for the future right. as far as for ladies yeah. and empowerment and owning your voice. Uh, so just just for those that might not know about Malala, uh, she's a Pakistani activist. Her story back in uh, 2009, when she was 11 or 12, she had a wrote a blog under a pseudonym for BBC, and she was an activist and then was shot by, by the Taliban. And then in 2013, she wrote a speech that she addressed, I think, the UN. And so pretty amazing young woman. Um, that would be one to di- we would yeah. have to dive into. Yes. This is this yeah, deep this, dive with her. This is like a scratch, I feel like brave. we're not yeah. really but no justice with Yeah. Her. But I can see why she would be inspired by all because another young lady. Right. And was not I mean, she was standing up to injustice in her country. Um, I I did have to look up because, like I said, her love for writing was inspired by her third grade teacher when they read uh, Ray Bradbury's Dandelion Wine. And that did not make sense to me because Ray Bradbury, I picture him as um, science fiction and whatnot. But apparently it was, um, this book was a metaphor um, for packing all of the joys of summer. Oh. The dandelion, packing it all into a bottle. So the dandelion wine. And the wine was made from petals being... Um, made by the protagonist's father, but anyway, it must have been kind of based on uh, Bradbury's childhood. Um, it kind of recreates his his childhood, and it uh, had routines of small-town America. And also, a little side note, was um, Gregory Allen Isakoff must be a contemporary singer from, well, now he's in Colorado, but oh. South African American songwriter. He has a song, Dandelion Wine, which is actually named from this book. Wow. So just so many so many little seeds out there. I love that. Fun. Yeah. Well, and to be the youngest person to speak at a presidential inauguration, impressive. I um And to all those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that I had read that her her speech impediment, which I thought was interesting because right. Joe Biden obviously also has um, issues with um, stuttering. 
So I thought it was kind of, you know, an interesting combination. I thought it was very inspiring that she has worked through that speech impediment. And I was reading that, um, cause she had a hard time with her R's and with that, it's rice so many times. Yeah. Rice, so obviously right. using R, but, um, she would just keep trying to sing, uh, Aaron Burr's Sir from Hamilton. Oh. Love so that. I'm just, she persevered, persevered, right. persevered, right. and just kept, you know, putting her thoughts down and then working on things. I loved that. So Maya Angelou was the first black woman and also first poet at an inauguration since Robert Frost. Oh. So, and the thing that was so interesting when I was looking at that is that she was mute growing up. Wow. So she also worked through... That things, yeah, and then she gave you know an amazing inaugural poem for Bill Clinton. Um, and then obviously, JFK in 1961 had had uh Robert Frost read. So, um, I love the footsteps that she's she's continued, she's following. I thought that was impressive, yeah, and that all of them have something that they've kind of overcome, yeah. overcome yeah. with the word of language, and yet it's such a gift yeah. that they can write and that. And also go back to if Jill Biden hadn't seen her at the Library of Congress doing a a poem there, she might not have made it to might not have made it to the inauguration because it was Jill Biden who, you know, was like, We need to get this girl invited, we need to extend the invitation. So it's just it yeah, you you just never know in life. So always be good. Do good. Yeah, definitely. I was super inspired that her mom you know, she was raised by a single mom, spent 10 years working for her master's and her doctorate while her girls, you know, were busy studying right, with, right. alongside yeah. her pretty much, but not an easy life. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, um, I just, I, it was inspiring to me that the mom wanted it enough to keep doing that, to work and go to school and raise kids and all of it. And look at what it produced. Right. I mean, what? She did good. I know. What a role. You I know, mean, what a role model. Seriously. Of perseverance. It's just... Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm excited about her book um, out in September with Change Things. And I loved that her inspirations, besides Malala, were, you know, obviously Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King Jr., Elizabeth Alexander. I still need to check out that and um, her and Richard Blanco. Frederick Douglass, I could see, and Winston Churchill. Oh, wow. I read that those were all figures she um, drew inspiration from. I also loved that she went to writing as like a, um, a getaway. Yeah. Like a cure for things she was dealing with in life. And look at what, so even though those hardships, it really was a gift. Right. So it was like the yin and the yang with she was dealt the, you know, some challenges, right. but she persevered, overcame them, and man, look right. at her now. There is no holding that girl back. Right, right. Just as we're wrapping up about Amanda Gorman here, I this part of the poem, um, The Hill We Climb, just really spoke to me. And it's just, I don't know, it's so fitting for where we are in our country. She writes, So we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide. We know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. 
I just love that. I know. Arms to reach out our arms, and that just resonated Michelle Obama to me. Just yeah. her whole we rise right. above all. Yeah. Of, you know when they when when people tear us down, we rise above. So I think that's yeah. It's just I don't. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And that she's twenty two. <laughs> Uh, my uh, nugget for this week, in keeping with um, Black History Month, was this: is a young uh, man, Christian Robinson. Uh, he's an illustrator of children's books and an animator. He grew up in uh, L.A. Was raised by his grandmother. Lived in a one-bedroom home with six other people. Oh my gosh! And that's because his mom was incarcerated, and so he kind of turned to drawing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a positive outlet. Mm-hmm. And he just loved, as a child, drawing and making things. It just, I love that he, that, that he, um, he said that it allowed him to, to be in change and make his own rules and create his own world on paper. Mm-hmm. I just, Is I don't he know. a contemporary? He's contemporary. He's only okay. 34. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's so, 34. Yeah. He graduated from California Institute of Arts. See, uh, the mere fact that he even went to college with a mom in prison... Right, wow. and he has, I mean, I only have like three books, but he has probably, I think, 11 to 12 mm-hmm. books that he's illustrated. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and to make a career yeah. out of art, oh I just, gosh. it really yeah. speaks to his talent. So, yeah. Sadly, just, it shouldn't be that way. It should, yeah. yeah. Just to highlight a few of his books that he's illustrated, Harlem's Little um, Blackbird by Renee Watson, and then Little Penguins by Cynthia Ryland, and then there's just many more. and. I just was just, just, again, another person that just, you know, kind of had upbringing and then turned his life. Well, and that's the thing. He so easily could have been, like, lost in the system. Yeah. He had someone that, exactly. uh, Someone that loved him, you know, his grandmother. And he had her. Yeah. That he was able to, you know, and find something that he loved. Well, it's like we've chatted about before. I feel like at times when life is not fair, I really do think that. With, I just think that God gives people different skills or different things to make up for right. other areas where they lost. So I love hearing, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, good. What was his name again? Christian Christian Robinson. Christian Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Follow Transgential Inspiration on Facebook.